Welcome to episode 10 of the Bucket Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne, and in this episode, I return to a fan favorite format, the $15,000 used car challenge, where I search out and expose cars that most people don't know they could have while on a budget. In this episode, I go off on a few Porsches at the end of the episode that put me over my 15 car limit, but I couldn't resist. Right now, the US to Canadian exchange is just too good. And for the handful of American listeners that I do have, I wanted to tease them with what we have in our market right now. 30% exchange rate goes a long way these days. And it really heavily outweighs the hassle it presents, especially when it falls within the 25-year importation laws that they do have. So anyways, 10 episodes felt like a good start. And I really look forward to doing more of these with you. So with that, enjoy episode 10 of the Bucket Seat Podcast. Episode 10. Episode 10. 10 episodes. It's pretty awesome. I'm really excited about that. We've had a really good response um, to the last couple of episodes and lots of people asking about um, what's coming up next and some interesting kind of thoughts on how to proceed with some of the new episodes coming up. So I just wanted to do one um, kind of, it's another solo episode. It was meant to be. Um, I don't know. It was, it was meant to be kind of this huge occasion. And I, I, I think that it still is, even though I'm solo um, and really try to keep these going a little bit more frequently now that I have, um, you know, now that Remy's arrived and uh, the anticipation and the wait and the first couple of weeks have passed, the kids are settling in. Having two kids is settling in. So stay tuned for all of those. Um, but this episode in particular, so I'm back with another $15,000 used car challenge and diving into it. I'm going to do it again on AutoTrader. Um, maybe next time I'll do a Kijiji-only episode. Uh, maybe someday one of them will realize I'm doing this and um, they'll pay me and I can get a bit more sophisticated equipment to do um, from their sponsorship dollars. We'll see. But that's way down the line. Frankly, I don't really care about the sponsorship dollars. I don't care about the dollars right now because I'm doing this because it's fun and it's because it's a great outlet. So without further ado, I am going to do my search. So again, this is 15 cars, 15 minutes um, $15,000 or less. Typically I like to, I, I kind of use a, but a 10,000 to $15,000 range. I don't really want a lot below 10,000. I don't really find it all that interesting. Um, and of course those are Canadian dollars. So a bunch of listeners emailed me asking what my criteria are, but other than what I just mentioned, it's really just cars that are available in Canada only. They're for sale at the time of the show. And then out of my own personal interest, I search kind of exclusively for cars with manual transmissions and their gasoline only. So no E85, as much as I'd love to find a bunch of them, uh, they don't, well, the stations, refueling stations don't really exist in Canada. I think there's two in Ottawa, but that's all I could find while searching online. Um, no diesel, you know, I do love diesel trucks and diesel cars are great, but uh, it's not really the focus of my search for these and certainly not electric at this point. Not to say that electric isn't fun or interesting to me because I think, you know, there are elements of it that are at this point, but, you know, nothing for $15,000 and 
frankly, I still like what I like when it comes to gasoline powered cars. So off I go. I'm uh, I'm going to do my search. So uh, I'll be back momentarily within 15 minutes uh, with my 15 picks and we'll start from there. So stay tuned. Okay, guys, I'm back. Um, I, you know, I stuck to my 15 minute limit and I actually ended up with more cars than I thought I would. Also, if you hear a really annoying whine in the background, I have to apologize. It must be about 35 degrees where I'm doing the podcast right now. I'm in my attic essentially. And there's a fan going downstairs that I can't shut off because it's simply too hot. And even though it's uh, 10 o'clock at night, it's still so hot that both of my laptops right now are just whining. Their fans are spinning so fast right now to just try to keep them cool. So apologies. Um, but I'm going to get into it again. As I like to say, I'm going to dive into it. So I will. I have uh, a bit of a surprise for this one simply because I found so many cars that I wanted to talk about and in particular one topic. So um, I am going to kick it off now. So I'll start with the, uh, the I guess, the, the kind of original segment, original portion of this segment. So uh, first one up is one, it's kind of a recurring car that uh, I've found um, in this price range, $15,000 and under. Um, Funny to note is most prices at $15,000, I notice, are private sales because people like to be straight shooters. At $15,000, it's $15,000. At $14,999, you typically get dealers. Now, uh, one of the criteria I, I can, you know, or I tend to filter by is just I'd like to look at private sales versus dealers, but for this one, I went with dealers as well. So at $14,999 is a 2013 Fiat 500 Abarth Coupe. We all know about that car. Sounds fun. Gurgly, poppy, spitty, kind of fun little go-kart machine to be able to rip around. Is it, you know, too loud and obnoxious? Probably. Have I driven it? No. Uh, do I assume things? Yes. Um, it's probably not the go-kart that I expect it to be. Um, I would probably pick a Mini Cooper. Mini Cooper Works S, like something coming up soon here over that. Uh, but anyways, uh, kind of fun. Next up is a car, not even a car, it's a truck. It's a truck that is a bit rare, hard to find these days, hard to find with low kilometers, uh, but this one is up on the market right now. So it's a 2006 Toyota Tacoma. It's in Regina, it's $15,000 on the nose. This one has about 132,000 kilometers. You know, it's got a aftermarket deck, which I kind of hate, uh, and it has an alarm and remote starter, which is nice, it's silver. Um, not all that far away, um, you know, it's a TRD, um, but uh, yeah, they, they don't come up all that often. So this one's, of course, with a manual, as all of the vehicles I look at are. So I would snap that one up quick. Uh, those Tacomas don't come up all that often. Um, I'm sure some of you would argue with that, but it's the internet, right? The next one up is... It's one of those cars that we always kind of talk about and it makes me laugh uh, because I can't ever find one in wagon trim. So another CTSV sedan, black as usual, 188,000 kilometers, certified and e-tested. That's got the 6.2 LS2 Corvette engine. 
It's got the Lingenfelter cold air coupled with a six-speed manual transmission. What a sell. It has its Brembo's. It has EBC brake pads. This guy's going on about it being a sleeper. He's owned it for seven years. Five-layer waterproof car cover included. What a selling point. So grab that one. Grab it. Get it. Get it quick. Um, everyone loves a CTS-V. I really do. It's $15,000 on the nose. It's black. It's in Mississauga. Next one up. I believe this is a car that I've talked about before. Um, it's still on the market. 224,000 kilometer. 2002 BMW M3 in Burlington, Ontario. So again, yeah, $15,000 for that one. Um, the guy doesn't really go into much. I always say the guy. It's maybe not always a guy, but um, it's an expression at this point. So the guy says it's a great condition car. It's a six-speed, and it's in that Phoenix yellow. This was a color that, although I hate yellows, I hate kind of any of the off or very loud or ostentatious colors. This is one of them that I do kind of like. Again, O2 BMW M3 in Burlington for $15,000 with 224,000 K on it. Uh, next up is one I was alluding to earlier. So 2009 mini John Cooper works edition. This is in North Vancouver for $15,000. This one is super, super clean with super low kilometers. So I would say this one's a great value. 87,000 kilometers. Um, what else do we have on this? I mean, he kind of, you know, he, it, the John Cooper works edition comes trimmed as it comes trimmed. Um, a friend of mine who I hope to have on for one of these $15,000 used car challenges just got rid of his. And I know it was really difficult for him to get rid of that, but he got into a really cool, um, Audi Avant. So, uh, not necessarily a terrible trade, especially when you have a new family, but for this one, I think it would be pretty difficult to have one or two kids with, which is obviously what he found. This one in particular, though, is a beautiful, beautiful car. So it's white with super, super dark black tint. Um, and it does not appear to have that two-tone package that a lot of the minis do. I'm sure I'll be educated on exactly why that is. Um, but for this one, yeah, really low kilometers, 87,000. And um, it looks fantastic in photos. So that's an 09 Mini John Cooper Works in North Vancouver for $15,000, 87,000 kilometers on it. Um, I've only done, oh, sorry guys, you can probably hear that out my window. I have to have the windows open up here because it's so damn hot. Uh, so you're probably going to hear a lot of the street action that happens tonight. Um, anyway, so 2001 Ford Mustang GT Bullet in Meaford, Ontario for $15,000. I think on my first $15,000 used car challenge, or maybe the second one, I found one of these. So this is bullet number 1,970. That's a 4.6 liter V8. Uh, he has a Flowmaster catback dual exhaust, a JLT cold air intake, a Pro 5 liter short throw shifter. He has all the original parts. He's the second owner. It's always been stored in a garage. It's never been winter driven. It's in fantastic shape, according to him. $15,000 or best offer, and that is certified and e-tested. So if you're into Mustangs, you know, it's a bullet edition. 2001, not a bad deal for $15,000. Talk them down. Uh, I'm not even going to bother with this one. Go to the next one here. Okay, so this is a car that I don't have a tremendous amount of love for, but I have... You know, I, I guess a bit of appreciation for it when it comes to a tuning platform. 
if it ends up as a tuning platform, I think it's been out for long enough that it should have already been built and should have already been, uh, I guess it should have already demonstrated that it could have been a built platform, but it's the Hyundai Genesis Coupe. This is the 3.8 GT. Um, it only has 32,000 kilometers on it. I mean, this is the 306 horsepower V6 that they put on it. Um, you know, so like in 19s, got the Brembo's. Um, this guy has always stored it. It's never been winter driven. It's only got 32,000 K on it. So I kind of feel like it's gotten past its prime in terms of when people may have wanted to really like set it up and start tuning these. I've seen and heard more of the turbos, um, out on the street, but you know what, if you're on a budget and you, for some reason, have a penchant for Korean coupes, then that's probably the one for you. So that's a 2010 Hyundai Genesis Coupe uh, for $15,000 in Halifax. And again, low kilometer car. Um, what did I say? 32,000 kilometers on that one. Next, next up is 2012 Mazda. So that's the Mazda Speed 3. If you like torque steer, it's the car for you. It's in Westmount. Westmount, uh, my geography is always challenged on these. Westmount, Westmount, Westmount. For some reason, I want to say Quebec. I'm probably wrong, but maybe I'm right. I'll take a look here. No front plate. That's an indicator. Maybe it is in La Belle Provence. Um, so, yeah, 92,500 kilometers on the Mazda Speed 3. Notorious for crazy torque steer, but also a um you know a fun car i'd say just a slight step down well maybe a big step down from the wrx platform but if you like mazdas and you like turbocharged cars and you want the hatchback and you want a bit more power than you would normally be treated to in this category the mazda speed 3 is probably for you this one's in black too it looks pretty damn good um and it has those oh it has really nice seats um it's black on black um probably a good choice if you want to maybe i don't know if you want to surprise your partner in crime with a four-door wagon that has a lot of power and you can kind of scare them a bit if you want maybe scare them just with the torque steer all right so next up 2006 subaru impreza wrx i always kind of have to go to these they don't come up that often they don't come up that often clean and unmodified but this one's in cam loops 06 wrx world rally blue uh, it's the sedan. Sorry, did I say it's in Kamloops? It's in Kamloops. And it says 20,000 kilometers on it. Now, that is incorrect. It has 200,000 kilometers on it. If you look at the photo of the odometer, um, tough to find these that haven't had a lot of work done to them. So go and check it out, buyer beware. Um, yeah, tough to find unmolested WRX. WRX is. is Okay, uh, these last two are special cars. Special cars. I am not an Audi TT fan by any means. However, this one in particular, I would say, is one to check out. So it's the 3.2 Quattro S line. So that's the V6. It's from 2008. It's in the rare manual, or, I don't, you know, they say rare. It's in manual trim. It's $15,000. It's in Etobicoke in Ontario. So what I like about this is the way that it's been posted. And I've said this before, but the way that most posts are written are very indicative of the ownership. And so when you write in all caps with no punctuation and you include all of your legal jargon at the bottom or back of the ad, I'm not going to trust your ad. 
This one instead is written by a loving owner who wants you to know everything about it, including what he's selling the car for to trade into and why he's moving into an S4 because he has a family, so he's getting rid of this. And so this car, uh, you know, he states it. I know it. I mean, they are very difficult to find. He says impossible. This one has a clean history. He's the single owner. It has 180,000 kilometers on it. Oh, I'm sorry. He's the second owner. It has 180,000 kilometers on it, which isn't that much. Uh, he has all the history back from, you know, Audi Center in Oakville. Uh, he has all the history from the previous owner. Hasn't been any accidents. It hasn't been any. There's no flaws. It has a couple of paint chips. He even goes in to talk about the detail of like a little cracked speaker grill inside the car. Like you know, I mean, when you're buying it, seriously, that's not going to change a lot. Uh, he also then you know goes on to state when the brakes and rotors were done. Sorry, the uh, you know pads and rotors were done. Uh, front and rear at how many kilometers? He put new Michelin Pilot Sports on the car about eight thousand kilometers ago. No mechanical issues he's aware of. And then also says that the previous owners ticked all of the options when he bought this car. So it's the S-Line. It's got the 19s, S-Line front and rear bumpers, S-Line badging inside and out, because anyone cares about that? No. Uh, what I do care about is the magnetic ride suspension. You know, So that's the adjustable um, from sport and comfort. I believe there's about three or four modes for it. Uh, that's really cool. I love the idea of magnetic ride. I won't love it, I'm sure, in five to six to ten years when it has to be fixed a lot. But... Uh, really cool uh, option um, for you for $15,000 in particular with a manual for this, this uh, TT. He also has, uh, he also has the 17s, um, the actual Audi 17s for winter. So obviously it's been winter driven a lot. He's got Blizzaks on it, which are great. Um, anyways, really cool car. Valid, uh, e e sorry, valid safety and e-test on purchase. But to me, that, that it just strikes me as a very affordable coupe, all-wheel drive coupe, if you like the TT. So there it is. Uh, 2008 TT 3.2 Quattro S-Line manual in Etobicoke for $15,000. Okay, so this last one uh, is what is going to derail me a bit in terms of the general uh, format of the show, but I had to do it just because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and reading a lot, and then it really spiked or piqued my interest to go into it myself and try to find a bunch here in Canada. Because everything else tends to happen in California and throughout the U.S., I wanted to see what we have here. And also, it's very inspiring for me uh, to be able to do this because if any of my American brethren are listening to this podcast, I hope they do. And I hope they pick up the fact that they can basically save 33% on the dollar by buying a car in Canada. Sure, you have to go through a bit of hassle when you bring it across the border, but you know what? It's probably worth it for a lot of these cars. And so what we've been, what I say what we, what I have been seeing as of recently and what I've been listening to as of recently, um, and I think what most of us as auto enthusiasts have been listening to recently is that bubbles happen, bubbles dip, bubbles pop. Right now, 911, 911 SC, all of the Carreras, except for, let's call them, you know, the 996 generation getting into the 997 generations, are kind of on that downslope. You know, we could probably get them then at least a 996 as cheap as you could get a 996 for maybe another year or so. Don't quote me on that. But uh, before they start to pop back up, 997s, I'm sure, are still coming down a bit. Um 
and in behind all or sorry i guess what that does is it makes what i always wanted with a with an sc completely uh unaffordable now and five years ago i had a great opportunity to get into a 911 sc for i think it was about sixteen thousand dollars canadian fantastic car owner didn't really know what he had he thought it really wasn't worth much at the time frankly i didn't know what it was worth at the time um and i didn't pick it up and i kicked myself everyone has that story anyway so uh i can't get into a 911 now especially here in canada for i don't know anything less than twenty-five thousand. if you're lucky thirty thousand. if you want something remotely clean um so i've kind of shied away from it for now and i think that's fine but what I have noticed, and I have to thank a lot of the other podcasters out there and other audio enthusiasts who've been talking about it. Some of the guys from Driving Well Awesome uh, are amazing, and they've picked up, uh, I think it's Lane. He picked up a 994, sorry, a 944. He's done a couple of videos about it. It's really, it's really cool. Um, and it kind of piqued my interest. So as I started looking, it's a car that I never really wanted much to, or I guess I really just didn't want to know much about. I saw them a lot while I was growing up sitting kind of in the back lots behind, you know, kind of being hidden away. They just don't have the same cachet as a 911 or a Boxster. Even the Boxster shouldn't have that much cachet. They're great driver's cars, but they don't. Uh, they just don't have that curb appeal that a 911 does. Um, and then, of course, when the Cayman came in, it's found this very awkward middle ground uh, that I love. So... The 944, though, has been a bit of an enigma. And so what I did was a bit of a search here just to try to find them because I think it deserves a bit of a conversation. And so with that said, uh, I found a bunch of them here that I'll tell you about. So there's one here that's in Quebec. It's $15,000. It's a 944 Turbo, and it looks like it's in incredible condition, like really, really incredible condition. Um it has, I'm reading the, it's, it's in Quebec. Um, I'm reading as well as I can here um, it, with my rough translations that it does have adjustable Coney suspension. It does have the Fuchs wheels. Um, it has, it looks like it, the transmission was rebuilt and it has, uh, they installed, oh no, it says it's with a limited slip diff. I thought that all 944 turbos had limited slip diffs. Uh, the internet will correct me. Um, it also says that it's a Stroker 2.8. So not sure the legitimacy of this one. It has uh, about 242,000 kilometers on it. The body, though, looks immaculate. Really, really clean from the pictures. It's that iconic gold 944 turbo with black trim. Chrome Fuchs, which, you know, I'm not really into. Those are obviously uh, refinished. So anyway, so that's at $15,000. I don't think that that one is all that great to look at. Now, there's one here in Barrie, Ontario. It's a 944 Turbo as well. It's $14,500. And so this one is one of those cars that it's listed the way that I like them to be listed. Uh, it has a really comprehensive background on the car. Um, it really has, a, you know, the, the guys have gone into a lot of detail about what happened to this vehicle. I won't go into all of it, which it shows. I mean, but it's, it's, never, it's never seen the snow. Um, what else is on here? It's been resprayed about five years ago in the original color, which is awesome. It's black on black. Um, I think think that that's fairly rare for this car uh, especially in Canada I know they're they're lower numbers um, he does list what it needs what needs work on it so the sunroof doesn't work um, 
the electric wing mirrors, the AC. AC sounds like a classic problem on this car. So AC, uh, you know, the vinyl dash, which is prone to cracking, has cracked on this one. Door handle on the passenger side is broken off. Passenger seat has some small lips, rips in the leather. And the rear wiper needs to be replaced. But he has a replacement in the box. So really cool, uh, really cool car. I'm already saying it's really cool when I didn't like it or I didn't love it, you know, months ago. Uh, but I've come around pretty quickly when I started looking at some of these examples, um, and especially for the price. These are going to come up, and that's kind of why I think I'm really looking at them even more intimately or, you know, interestedly at this point, um, is because I feel like you pick up a clean one of these, especially a black-on-black -black turbo without a lot of damage to it and, like, you know, full history and paperwork, including original invoice. Those are tough to find. So uh, what does this say? So this this one, though, has um, 243,000 kilometers. And again, for any of the Americans out there listening, I'll do the quick math for you on that. So that's 243,000 kilometers. Uh, it's 1.6 mile to the kilometer. So we will divide by 1.6. And what do we have? It's got a, it's 151,000 mile car. Um, you know, I mean, it's not seen winter so that they've said We'll see if that's actually true. Uh, anyway, so 87, 944 Turbo, Barry, 14,500 Canadian, less 30% if you're American. Um, coming up, uh, this is kind of an odd one. I won't spend a lot of time on it because I'm not sure about it. Now, 914s, I, mean, I know we've been talking about 94, or I was talking about 944s, but I had to say this one. So it's a 75, 914. That was that VW Porsche Collabo. Uh, it was kind of when VW needed to replace the Carmen Ghia, and this is the you know, product of that and that relationship with Porsche. Uh, I saw a couple of funny ads from back in the day when you know Porsche wanted everyone to be able to afford a fun driver's car, and so they produced the 914. So 75, 914, it's 12,980. It's out of Quebec. Uh, it only has 89,000 kilometers on it. Eh, that sounds questionable. I would be very uh, suspicious of it. It sounds like, um, uh, it doesn't sound like anything because I can't understand the listing. It's written in all caps with lots of spacing, all in French. So uh, anyways, just interesting that that was out there. Next up is an 86944. That's here in Toronto has 205,000 kilometers on it. Uh, this is for sale uh, by one of the big dealers, this World Fine Cars. A friend of mine has a uh, has a great relationship with them. He speaks very highly of them and the cars that they keep. So I do have a lot of faith in them. It looks beautiful. It looks very original, very stock. And this is the, yeah, so this is for those who know the 944. Um, it's, this is the, the 2.5. It's only about 143 horsepower, but still, um, you know, with the the weight of the, the combination of the weight of the car and what you could do to it if you really wanted to, I guess you could probably turbo it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I know it's a lot of work and hassle, uh, but it is. I, this color is crazy. I think it's called Glacier. What color is it? Uh, sorry, crystal green metallic. Um, probably lots of haters when it comes to this color but you uh you have to know that i also owned a 1993 honda civic hatchback in tahitian green and i loved it 
it had black trim so it offset it all looked great <laughs> um okay next one so this is one that i saw a few days ago full disclosure didn't find it in my 15 minutes i found it again in this one it was uh, originally in stoville ontario but it's moved back to kingston it's a 1989 portion 944 um it's nine thousand two hundred and fifty dollars so under ten thousand dollars i just with this 944 search i had to open it up so it's only got 136,000 kilometers uh this is the third owner it's another one of these great ads that uh, the the guy goes into the detail of when the clutch was replaced you know was that 106,000 kilometers and he explains who the who the the actual garage was that replaced it uh, where the wheels were refinished and at, at how many kilometers, where the tires were, uh, when the tires were replaced. Um, all of his uh, details on all of the electricals working, that the AC is working and it was just service. There's no cuts or tears in the seats. All of the hood shocks have been replaced and the rear hatch shocks have been replaced. It's, you know, he just goes on and on and on and on about this. Um, a couple of little dings. The front nose was resprayed because uh, it had a dent in it. And the last oil change was done at 135,000 kilometers. It's great to know. Safety and e-tester included, uh, Porsche certificate of authenticity included, and the car is located now in Kingston, Ontario. So that's 136,000 kilometer, um, 944. So the only downside to this one is, and maybe it's not a downside to those who are looking for it, but this is, this is that 2.7. And so I know they only made it for this year. I believe they only made it for this year. And with that said, it probably makes this um, either a really undesirable car or a really desirable car based on who has it and who wants it. It's also in uh, this Glacier Blue Metallic. I, I do really like it. I feel like for under 10 grand, how this car shows in photos is really, really stellar. I'd love to just put this in a garage, take it out and drive it on weekends. The nice thing is with this is that there's nothing replaced inside so it's this gorgeous black interior it just looks stunning uh in terms of the condition that it's in there isn't an aftermarket stereo and so i feel like you just got to go and look at this one i want to go look at this one i wish that i could just drop the 10 g's on it and pick it up and hang on to it and sell it to one of you lucky americans uh next up is or sorry uh recap on that one it is so in 89 944 that's with that 2.7. Uh, it's in Kingston now, and it's $9,250. Certified and e-tested. God, I want that. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that I want these when, yeah, months ago. I had no interest. I kind of despised them, made fun of them for a long time, but um, I really came around fast. So uh, next up is an 84 Porsche 944. It's in Hamilton, 7800 bucks. It's that gold on black. Looks really good. Not a lot of detail on this one, but um, yeah. 7,800 bucks. Um, sorry, how many kilometers are on it? Uh, 124,000 kilometers on it. After that, we have in another, so it's another 86, 944. It's in Thornton, Ontario. It's $8,000. It's red on black. Really good looking. It's got high kilometers, 248,000 kilometers. He's the third owner. It's supposedly never winter driven. I doubt that, but it says it has no rust. I also doubt that. Uh, he's replaced timing belts, pulleys, idler, water pump, and coolant hoses. AC not working. Big surprise. So that's uh, a red 86944 in Thornton for $8,000 with 250,000 kilometers on it. Uh, the last two are um, 
you know, the I guess early gens, um, pre, uh, prior to the 944, 1987 Porsche 924S. And this is in Toronto. It's $6,900. It's red with a black interior. It doesn't have a lot of uh, detail on it. And it looks like uh, this is the original owner. Interesting. Okay. Americans listening. Maybe a good car for you to come up and get for one hell of a deal. It's got 210,000 kilometers on it. So again, quick Canadian to American math on that is 210,000 kilometers divided by 1.6. So that's about 131,000 miles. Not bad. Lastly, another 924S. Uh, it's an 87 and it's $6,000. It's a really nice color. I really love this color. Uh, I'm not sure what this color is. Hmm. He doesn't state what it is, but it's a really nice looking gray. It's almost like a slate on black. And it looks like he's the original owner. It looks like nothing has been replaced in this car. So it's this graphite kind of gray on black leather interior. Um, what do we have for a description on this one? Garage and only summer driven for most of its years. It's rust free, excellent running condition. Some flaws. Um, it's got the factory alloys, all maintenance records, and it only has 144,000 original kilometers. So he's going to continue dropping this price as to what he says. So anyways, um, that is, th those are, that's way more than 15 cars that I just rattled through, but it's my love for Porsches and my realization that I can't ever get a 911. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I can't get a 911. But for now, my 911 dreams are um, a bit um, a bit squashed. And I think that a 944 for anyone out there right now that wants to spend under $15,000 can get a great 944. Sit on it, maintain it, drive it, have fun with it. It's not a heavy car. You can go out and rip around. Um and enjoy it. Go and drive. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe someday it will appreciate. Um, I feel like for the little money that those cars are right now, it's probably worth it. So that's it. That concludes episode 10, episode 10 of the Bucket Seat Podcast. And that was a $15,000 used car challenge. What I would love is if you would send me any questions or any requests or any specific criteria. I don't want to turn this into or bite on um, a, a, a podcast, uh, that I have a ton of, you know, respect for. Um, and I, you know, the, the, the guys that do everyday driver, um, you know, I, they have been doing that for 10 years and I don't want this show to turn into it, but, um, uh, I will take requests. If you do have a very particular criteria, let me know and I'll try to help you out. If it's really boring, I probably won't do it anyways. Um, yeah, subscribe. Subscribe to uh, the podcast on iTunes. You can listen to it on Stitcher in your car if your car comes equipped with that. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram. We're finally getting a little bit of traction on Instagram, and there's always some interesting photos there. I'll also let you know when new, new podcast episodes have been launched or released. Um, what else is there? You can check out the site, uh, thebucketseat.ca for any show notes or uh, links. So for these $15,000 used car challenges, 
however long the listings last for. I will post them up on the site so you can click through to them. And I'm usually only about a day from recording to posting. So I don't think you'll miss too many if you get on it quickly. Other than that, um, yeah, you can just, you know, if you want to find us, Google the Bucket Seat Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, that was episode 10 of the Bucket Seat Podcast. Episode 11, I'm not totally sure what it's going to be or who we will have. Um, there's a number of guests that I've got lined up, and I hope that uh, I hope that one of the three come through. So uh, I won't take as long with a podcast next time. I've got some new equipment um, for us, and hopefully it will enhance what you have for listening pleasure, for your listening pleasure between your ears. Thanks so much, guys. Keep it between the lines. This has been Trevor of the Bucket Seat Podcast. Mm-hmm.